Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world. From brewers, importers, educators, this will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So I'm very excited for the show today. Um, I have definitely been counting down the days and the weeks. I have two wonderful people here from the Pink Boot Society chapter of Washington, D.C. The Pink Boot Society has been like a dream of mine to get, get you all on the show. So two years in, we got you. <laughs> um, so welcoming to the show, Odessa Winter. She is the uh, head of packaging and quality analysis at Three Stars Brewing Company in Washington, D.C. Um, she is also in charge of media, marketing, events of the D.C. chapter. Um, also welcoming to the show, Lily Schultz. She is a brewer at Denizens Brewing Company, two locations now in Maryland, and uh, the Brew Day coordinator for Pink Boot Society DC chapter. Now, for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with Pink Boot Society, I'm going to read the mission statement that I scribbled down in my notebook really quickly right before the show. The Pink Boot Society was created to assist, inspire, and encourage women beer industry professionals to advance their careers in education. That's good, right? That's okay. It's pretty apt. That's that's okay. (laughs) All right. So before we dive into any of that, um, first, thank you both for coming out, venturing into the scary world of uh, what should technically be a quarantine. So thank you for that. Happy to be here. (laughs) Um, In this uh, time of craziness, I'm assuming that you are drinking a little bit of beer. (laughs) Anything in particular that you're pretty fond of right now? Um, right now we are drinking, uh, we just grabbed at the bar, Union's uh, Divine IPA. So mm-hmm. it's a good one right now. <laughs> and you very sweetly brought me some beer. I'm currently drinking Call Me Mayor. Yes? No. Big Red Norm. No, Big Red Norm. Yeah. No, so I'm going to be reading things <laughs> on the can. So this is uh, an American red ale from Denison's Brewing Company. Uh, it has my spirit animal, a.k.a. Trash Panda, a.k.a. Raccoon, a.k.a. Mapache. Mapache, which is <laughs> raccoon in Spanish, so... Thank you all for that. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Um, so let's dive in then. What is the Pink Boot Society all about, aside from the really beautiful mission statement that I just read in a gorgeous voiceover voice? <laughs> well, Pink Boots is here to represent all of the women that are in the beer industry, whether that's through bartending and serving, distribution, marketing, owning a brewery, or, or brewing beer like Lily. Like the, uh, the beer industry as a whole is mostly dominated by men, and so we try to support each other as much as possible. As most industries. <laughs> True. So even somebody who, I don't know, simply does podcasting in beer, they could join? Well, you have to make at least 25% of your income through okay. something in the beer industry. 
Ah. So that's that's the catch. Yes. No, this is this is currently a very time-consuming hobby that I still love. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I get that. Yeah. Well, we like to offer scholarships for women, mm-hmm. women who want to get their cicerone, um, or we have a youngling scholarship right now for okay. women that want to get a degree in beer brewing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. A lot of opportunities. A lot of our proceeds go directly to funding these scholarships for women. Mm-hmm. So how long have you two been in this society? Um, I joined Pink Boots uh, this fall. Um, I've only been a brewer for a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, about six months into uh, joining the beer world, I uh, was able to. Uh, I learned about Pink Boots and joined on in. Yeah, uh, I joined initially about four years ago when I was in school for beer brewing and then uh, had off and on times. Okay. So, Odessa, being here for being in the uh, society for four years, have you noticed uh, a shift? Have you noticed a a shift in things that you focus on or, um, you know, have you seen a, a real difference being made? I definitely have seen a lot more women coming out Mm -hmm. and a lot more women not being afraid to express their interest and their importance in the beer industry, even if they aren't necessarily in the production side. Okay. Are you seeing a growth in production side? That's kind of mellowed out for the time being, honestly. Most of our members are actually not in production, even nationwide. We took a survey and it's about 5% of women that are actually in the production. Is this kind of like one of those things, uh, I went to culinary school, and when you go to culinary school, or not when I went, but currently, um, it's about 50% women, um, but when you look at the percentage of women who are actually, you know, head chefs or have their own kitchen or something like that, it's some depressing number, like 18% of them are women or something like that. Have you found that, you know, women who go to school specifically for brewing typically don't end up in production? You know, when I was uh, when I was in my degree program for it, there actually were maybe fifty percent women mm-hmm. in there, um, but a lot of them were more interested in owning and operating their own breweries, not necessarily in the production side of it. They wanted to have education on how all the ins and outs of it work, mm-hmm. so that they could better be business owners. Ah, okay, I gotcha. And so, what are the kinds of things that the Pink Poot Society does? Well, we like to have a lot of social events as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just having that outlet because women do need a space to vent to each other about all of the insane men that we work with and around. (laughs) So it's great to have that. We have monthly meet and greets where we just informally get together. We try to have at least four educational meetings per year. So Mm -hmm. those range anywhere from taproom education to Cicerone studying to brew days to get women hands-on experience back a house to see if that's something that they would like to do. Nice. And so I'm, I'm asking some of these questions because I myself has never, I've never worked in a brewery before. I've worked on the side of, you know, doing beer lists and running restaurants and things like that. Um, and getting a very obscure master's in beer history and culture. So, you know, definitely never actually brewed before on a professional scale. I have gotten to brew with people um, and, you know... I, I got really excited about it, and then, and then I realized it's like mostly cleaning um, and a lot yes. of waiting for water to boil. Yes. Um, but still fun, but still yeah. fun. Um, so, but in- incredibly hard work. Um, so, when, when you, 
work in a kitchen or when you work in a restaurant, there are certain parts of the kitchen or restaurant where you tend to see a lot of women um, work. So, for example, baking and pastry, hosts, uh, meetings and events. Um, for lack of a better phrase, we call them the pink ghettos. Um, <laughs> Is there kind of a similar thing with brewery work? Like, are there certain positions or, or certain places where you notice that women, like, kind of slowly filter through? Or are there certain positions where it's more male-dominated? Um, I would say the places that I've seen uh, that are more male-dominated are in the roles of leadership still, mm-hmm. um, in, within production at least. Like, I'm... Uh, I'm a brewer, but my both of my head brewers are men, and then the like the owner, who's also our head brewer, is also a male. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessarily the most diverse in the sense of um, women in the leadership roles within like within managing, production. yeah, within production. Mm-hmm. And I would also say I see more women again in the like bartending side of things than in the service side instead of in the production house. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is really hard to get into the production side of things if you don't go to school. I was lucky at the time because I started bartending for denizens and then moved into the production side, just washing kegs and on the canning line. And then they had an opening when we opened our second location Mm -hmm. in uh, Riverdale Park. So there was a way for me to move and I was really lucky to have the owners uh, wanting to train somebody new because um, that's also a, relatively a burden because you have to take somebody with no skills and kind of give them all um, so I would say like there are a lot of women in the bartending but there aren't as many in production but we also have a lot of women in events and media marketing yeah. for mm-hmm. breweries that's that's actually traditionally a very female-dominated area in brewing. Yeah. Pretty and it's much. the same same way in restaurants. You know, it's like whoever's running the social media or whatever um, is is usually a woman. Um, and so it's, it's the same, yeah, same, same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, most of the breweries that I've seen around here are fortunate if they have one woman in production. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, and do you think that's a bad thing it's something we're striving to change that's for sure yeah (laughs) i would love a female co-worker in production which is why i'm happy that pink boots exists because odessa and i are both on the production side Mm -hmm. and we are both the only women in our organizations on the production side so it's nice to at least be able to connect with people and say like is this right sometimes you don't always want to ask your male colleagues like am i doing this right or is the mill always taller than it for you or like stuff like that? Like, is it built for men or is it built for, you know, like that kind of stuff, just feeling that connection is nice. Even just being able to hang out and have a beer and talk to another female Mm -hmm. who's in your industry and understands your perspective goes a long way. It's true. Yeah. No, I definitely feel you on that. Um, You know, it's interesting when I did used to work in a kitchen there were so many times where I wouldn't ask those questions, you know, because it was all men. Or I would, um, I ended up actually, like, seriously injuring myself because I would never ask somebody to help me lift something, right? I would always be like, like oh, I kind of need to handle my shit. And, you know, nobody, nobody wants, like, a weak 
little girl being like, can you help me lift this? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So <laughs> I need a big, strong man. <laughs> so is it kind of the same thing where you feel like you just like really, really need to prove yourself or? Yeah, I felt that. And especially in the year I've been in it, like there, I had to acknowledge at least when I was first starting, like I didn't have the muscle strength to do like to lift a keg. Like I yeah, didn't. so ripped right now. Yeah, <laughs> now it's fine. But yeah, like literally it took me a year to get here and get the fitness level. And so now when people doubt that I can lift things, I get a little defensive because I built that like strength. I'm like, they're like, Oh, I have to wait for somebody to like help me lift something. I'm like, well, I'm here. I could do that. (laughs) So it's, uh, I do notice that where, uh, you don't always want to ask for help, but knowing at least when you're starting out, like you do, because it is such a labor intensive industry Mm -hmm. so it is everything's very heavy (laughs) yeah yeah you don't need a gym membership no (laughs) I canceled mine (laughs) (laughs) well what each bag of mall is like 50 pounds right yeah yep so Uh look at me knowing facts (laughs) (laughs) so uh Odessa you mentioned that something that you all do to encourage women and to also um, bring that education side is brew days. So, um, Lily, as the brew day coordinator, um, what does that look like? So, uh, within the Pink Boot Society, um, each year we do one uh, international brew day around International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And so that's the one we just had this past Monday. Um, and Denizens uh, grace- gracefully hosted us this year. Um, and so we brewed, uh, the pink warrior, which is a pink pale ale. Um, all of the brew days that go into, uh, this, uh, pink boot society collaboration brew day, all use the same hops. Um, uh, Yakima chief, uh, creates a hop blend, uh, every year at the great American beer festival craft brewers conference. Oh, craft brewers conference. Yeah. When the, when the pink boots, uh, come, they have their own meeting at Mm -hmm. craft brewers conference every year. Yeah. I usually see them do like some kind of breakout session or something like that. And so, um, actually our secretary, our chapter secretary went to that last year and helped choose Yakima's, um, hot blend. Mm -hmm. So that was really great to have one of our own there to help with that sifting through hops and smelling them and getting a lot of green dust on her hands. <laughs> yeah, so each of the brews all have some portion of those hops within it. And um, so we're using our uh, blend to go into the dry hop for this beer. So it hasn't quite been added, but it will be um, this week. And yeah. It's going to be pink in color? Yes, we added uh, hibiscus. Mm-hmm. So um, it's hopefully going to be pink. It's still in the, the process of fermenting. So <laughs> fingers working, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. You don't like just cover your base, be like, it should have a pink hue. Yes, exactly. It will have a magenta hue. color. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, so the name Pink Warrior, and honestly, I don't know who did the graphics, but it's really awesome. Um, the name Pink Warrior, where did that come from? So Odessa and I crafted the recipe. Um, its highlight is... Um, so we use the warrior hops, and then since it's going to be a pink beer, um, mm-hmm. the warrior hops are high alpha acids, which meaning they um, have a strong bittering component. So we put those into the boil, um, and that's uh, was the warrior sense of that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, nice. a, not a lot of them, but enough to make the beer strong and bitter. Yes. Yeah. And it looks like you had a lot of people represented there. Um, yes. You had Aslan, Astrolab, Beltway, Bike Lane. I'm not going to read all of them, but but really, really great stuff. 
Um, and for those of you just tuning in, uh, I am chatting with Odessa Winter. She is the head of packaging and quality analysis at Three Stars Brewing Company in Washington, D.C., um, as well as the media, marketing, and events uh, leader for the D.C. chapter of Pink Boots Society, along with Lily Schultz. She is the brewer at uh, Denizens Brewing Company um, and the brew day coordinator for the Pink Boots Society in Washington, D.C. So... For you've done some other brew days recently. You did one at um, Astro Lab as well, yes. um, which is a great brewery, kind of near Silver Spring. Yeah, I'd say our, one of um, Denizens, one of our locations in Silver Spring, and they're our next door neighbor, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they hosted a brew day mid February um, around Valentine's Day, uh, and their beer was available um, for sale around the International Women's Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they nice. did, it's called Who Run the World? Yeah, and it's, it's a Whirlpool IPA that was designed also by one of our Pink Boots members. She's the taproom manager at Astrolab. Hmm. That's Bailey. Yep. Uh, and you said this was a Whirlpool IPA? This is a Whirlpool IPA. So they did use the Yakima Hop Blend as well, and all of the hops went into the Whirlpool. Okay, so for listeners who don't know what that means, can you break that down a little bit? Um, so when you add, uh, when you brew a beer... Um, uh, you boil it, and uh, before you move it to the fermenter, you spin it in the whirlpool. So you take what's on the bottom and shoot it around so it creates a whirlpool. Um, and that, you do that for about 20 minutes or so, and that's when you add the hops. Um, so that gives it, when you add hops later into, after the boil, um, it enhances aroma instead of bitterness. So in contrast, the Pink Warrior, we added the Warrior hops right as it started boiling. So mm-hmm. they had longer time into um, the... To extract the alpha acids. Acid, yes, yeah. exactly. And um, versus the Whirlpool IPA that Astrolab did, they added them at the end to really enhance the aroma. Yeah, and when you add them that late, that actually gets more of the beta acids out of the hops, which gives it more of a juicy, fruity character. Nice. No, that sounds great. And obviously the name came from our queen, Beyonce, mm-hmm. who had the <laughs> Also, who, you know, technically does run the world. Yes, so, yeah, that's, that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I understand that you've also done a brew day at Silver Branch Brewing Company, which is also in Silver Spring. Yes, a little trifecta up there. Yeah, yeah um, a, lot of, a lot of beers coming out. So they actually took the uh, Pink Boots blend and did something a little different with it. They made a, a dry hop pilsner. So... That's a really fun spin. It's not quite an IPA, not nearly as bitter. It's a little more crisp, refreshing, and ridiculously easy to drink. We had quite a few of them at our Denizens Brew Day. Yeah. (laughs) Pilsners, I feel like, first off, one of my all-time favorite styles and incredibly hard to make. But I feel like Pilsners, like, fuel, like, beer production as well as wine production. Yeah, there are a couple of brewer. There's a, there's definitely at least one brewer in kind of wine country in Oregon mm-hmm. uh, called Wolves and People, and during the uh, harvest, they give their winery neighbors like a ton of their pilsner um, to fuel the harvest, <laughs> and That's then fantastic. the winery neighbors give them barrels, um, oh, you know, gotcha. later in the year. So that, beer. exactly. Awesome. So that it's this like really exchange. cool, yeah. like symbiotic relationship <laughs> where we it's like that, yeah. Pilsner for wine barrels. Yeah. So <laughs> absolutely. But I feel like if I'm spending the entire day harvesting wine grapes and you greet me with a Pilsner, that's incredibly well made as all beer is from wolves and people. Then I'd yes. be incredibly happy. Yeah, motivated to smash some more grapes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
take a swig. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's let's harvest some more stuff. So, um, for actually for International Women's Day, um, I did a panel discussion um, with some really amazing women in craft beer uh, at Church Key. Um, so I had uh, Rachel Hotchko. She's the uh, head of planning and strategic opera- operations for Modern Times Beer, and she actually used to be on the board for uh, Pink Boot Society. Um, and then also Katie Marisic. She's the federal affairs director from the Brewers Association, and Kim Bender is the executive director of the Hyrick House and Brewing Museum. Um, and I know they've done a lot of stuff with, with you all at Denison's. Yeah. Um, and something that we talked about throughout the entire discussion even though it was kind of advertised as like women in craft beer I made a a very strategic point to not mention the fact that we were women and to not mention the word woman for most of the panel it kind of came out in like questions from the audience but Mm -hmm. the idea being is I'm kind of sick of people saying like woman in craft beer right I kind of want that adjective to drop off I just want to be in craft beer. In craft beer. Um, and so basically, you know, we spent a lot of the panel talking about, you know, how to make this industry more inclusive, how it is so inspiring when you're able to link up with a great mentor, a great leader, um, whether it is another woman or if it's somebody who, you know, doesn't really see you as a woman, you know, doesn't really treat mm-hmm. you any differently which is really hard to find. <laughs> um, so what is something that you would want to see for the industry as, as a whole? I know this is like a really deep question, but, you know, it doesn't even have to be woman-related, but, like, what, what is something that you want to see for this mm-hmm. industry? I know we're going into, like, some real <laughs> shit times, yeah. Yeah. and everybody's in survival mode, but, like, let's pretend that, like... COVID-19 is not a thing. We're not under some weird social distancing thing. We, we are six feet away from each other, by the way, you know, for everyone listening. But <laughs> let's pretend things are normal. What, what do you want? Um, Odessa, we'll start with you right. for, the, for, your, for this industry that you give so much to. Yeah, actually, we've had similar conversations, like, at brew days in general, like, how we're tired of being referred to as female brewers, and it'd just be nice to be referred to as a brewer. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Being female has nothing to do with our skill sets or abilities. Uh, Lily mentioned that early on she might not have had the muscles to haul a 50-pound bag of grain over her head, but some men still can't do that either. Like that's it shouldn't it shouldn't be a distinction. Yeah, you know, if you're not used to the physical labors of a specific job, it'll take a while to get used to that, regardless of your gender. It it shouldn't matter one way or the other. I would like to see a lot more people be given opportunities to get back a house, even though they're female. A lot of times when you're applying for a job and, you know, if like if you're in Lily's original position where, yes, you're a beer server and you know a lot about beer and you love beer and you're enthusiastic about it and you'd really like to get back a house, a lot of the higher up males are going to look at a woman and just assume that she's less capable Whereas if you have a similarly positioned male bartender who's like, yeah, man, I love beer. I want to go and wash kegs. They're like, yeah, sure, whatever, anytime you want. It's a, it's a really interesting dynamic that we would like to see stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Um, something I would love to see is a lot more diversity within the beer industry. Like, 
we do have a lot of women who are coming into it, but we still don't have a ton of people of color. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see more of that in general. Um, but that's just like going to come with time too, I think. Hopefully there'll be people who want to look into like there'll be more openings within education programs too. So Yeah, you think of a, a brewer and you picture a burly man with a beard and tattoo sleeves and a flannel shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Anytime I go to like a bottle exchange or like a beer tasting or a study group, like I always feel like it would just be so much easier if I just wore a beard, like yeah. just acquired <laughs> some kind of fake beard and just like strapped it on. You know, in my field, I um, I work for a large hotel company and um, I work on a lot of their beverage programs um, for my for my actual money job. <laughs> um, you know, and a lot of times it's like, uh, and, and this is, this isn't special for this job. This is, this is every job I've ever had. Um, I'm, you know, I just, I love having a a white man agree with me in a meeting. You know what I mean? Because immediately (laughs) your idea is like, yeah, that's great. 10% more validated. So much more. Like, you know, you say an idea and it's like, well, I don't know. And then you need to prove it and then you need to validate it. But if you can get a white man to sit in the meeting and immediately back you up, man, that idea goes through so much faster. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, you're about to go to a meeting and you're like, okay, do I have my computer? Okay, I got my cell phone. I got my coffee. I need my white man. Where? <laughs> he has a beard even better. Is it, right, right? Because then he's just like a masculine yeah. white man. Look at all that facial hair. You're so fertile. Good job. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. And I, I totally agree. I, the thing is, though, I have a lot of hope for this industry. Um, when you, especially when you compare it to other industries, mm-hmm. you know, the whole reason why I fell in love with this beer world was because it was so welcoming and onset. I was lucky. I had really great experiences at the very beginning. Don't get me wrong. I've had plenty of shitty experiences as well. <laughs> but on the onset, it was just so, so, so welcoming. And I think, you know, it's such a fun community of just genuinely nice people who, like, really give a shit about the world. So I feel mm-hmm. like the change is, yeah, slow. And I think the more conversations we have, um, you know, kind of the quicker this is going to happen, this change is going to continue to morph. And I think the more thoughtful we are um, about the choices we make. I mean, you both work for breweries that really care about your community. Um, and I think D- a lot of breweries in like the DC, Virginia area really do a lot of good in their community. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys donate to all kinds of things and donate kegs and do, mm-hmm. I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Like pet adoption events, arts and crafts things. Yeah. Try and give back when we can. Yeah. So, like, like you said, I agree. This That's why I also fell in love with the beer industry is because people care a lot and everyone drinks beer. So it's just like something you can immediately like connect with somebody on and be like, you like beer, you make beer. What is your favorite style? Like it's just such a conversation starter and just like bonding moment. And it's just all of a sudden everyone's an open book and you just want to share more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so does the Pink Boot Society have any kind of fun events coming up soon or anything exciting? We're actually kind of postponing things for the time being because of yeah. because of this whole outbreak. You know, we yes. don't want to have a, a bunch of women together in a room sharing beers uh, right now. So, wise choice. Yeah. 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 So we're postponing things indefinitely. 
Um, although we're, we're still on the fence about hoping that our Pink Warrior release goes according to schedule yeah. in April. We're, mm-hmm. um, we're planning right now. It's still tentative, I guess. But um, the Pink Warrior, we're going to have a release party at Beltway Brewing, who hosted last year's brew day. Um, and that's uh, going to be right now, April 17th. But um, we'll see if that still happens. Uh, regardless, we will be distributing this beer um, to... 16 different breweries around the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, as well as a lot of different um, craft beer stores and uh, bars are going to hold Pink Warrior. So um, maybe we can get you a list of that later. Yeah, no, that would be great. We can definitely share that. And then, um, you know, definitely check out Pink Boots Society. Uh, I was kind of cruising around. There's a lot of scholarships. There's a lot of conversations. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of articles. This is an organization that really does a lot of good Um, And the D.C. chapter, I think, is one of the more active chapters out there, you know? Um, I think it's, like, D.C., Boston, California. Like, these are some really kind of vibrant um, chapters. So thank you for everything you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, and if you're interested in joining Women in Beer out there, um, please look us up, and we'd love to have you at your next next meet and greet, whenever that is. Yeah, uh, we're, our, our Facebook groups are private. That way they allow women the ability to vent about their jobs without any scrutiny from men or people that don't work at breweries. <laughs> but uh, we have our Instagram, which is Pink Boot Society DC, and all of our posts on there are public, lots of pictures and just events that we post. Yeah, who does your Instagram? It's so good. That would be me. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely follow on Instagram. It's a really, it's a really good, uh, well-maintained Instagram page. And we share a lot of events that are happening about with women in beer in the area, so different breweries as well. So if you're just interested in knowing what's happening at Astrolab or Caboose or Denizens or Three Stars or whatever, like mm-hmm. it's all up there. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you two for venturing out into the world and coming here to sit six feet away from me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. having us. Of Thank course. you so much for inviting us. Uh, so this has been Beer Me on Full Service Radio, recorded live at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Check us out on uh, Instagram, at Beer Me Radio. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye.